Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Galatians chapter 3, 5 says, I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe or you have faith to the message that you heard about Christ. Pastor Joe Weidinger, amen, who ministered on Friday night and we kind of relived that message. And you could, I encourage you to relive the message. Even if you're new here today, go on our Facebook, amen. You can catch the whole conference every night on video or go on our, on our, our podcast to hear every message, amen. But it was very powerful and a lot of things spoken about our church and who we are here, amen. But Pastor Joe said, amen, we don't live by miracles, we live by faith. The Holy Spirit works miracles among us. Amen. But we walk by faith. Someone say faith. Faith. Come on. And so if we are to cross over, and that has been the theme for our church all year long, amen. And if you don't know me, I I pray and I'm seeking for even 2024 right now for the theme uh, for our next year, amen. Because God is just showing us, I'm I'm, I'm a... I'm an apostle of this church, amen, and I'm seeking vision for our church, amen. Come on, we're not just going to see, we'll see what happens next year. No, I'm planning now what God wants to do, and it's been like that ever since we've been here, amen. But crossover was the theme for us, amen. Last year was rooted, remember that? You had to be rooted in God so you can be built upon God, amen. Some of us, we lost some of the roots, amen. Come on, if there's no root, there's no fruit, hallelujah. And so you got to understand, we need to root ourselves in God, but God says now that we're rooted, we got to cross over and so we got to cross over from the old to the new amen and there has to be some change but you got to do something with the word so if we're going to cross over we need an increase by faith and faith comes by hearing and believing the word of god somebody say i believe see it's easier for us to say things like that but do you really believe because you got to believe it for your circumstances. You got to believe it for your situations. You got to believe it when all hell breaks loose and comes after you. Amen. That's when you got to stand and believe. See, it's good to say, I believe when everything's good. It's so good to say, I believe when there's some money in the bank. Amen. It's good to say, I believe when you got some car, a car out there, you got some gas in there. Hallelujah. And you got some food in your stomach. It's good to say, I believe. But, but when those things are taken away, do you still believe? See, we gotta know that, amen. And so we gotta, if we're gonna cross over, we need to increase our faith. Somebody say faith. And it comes by hearing and believing the word that has been spoken. You gotta open your word, amen. And so the word that comes through the pulpit, amen, you gotta make sure it lines up to the word that's in the word, amen, in order for us to cross over. There's a lot of seed. Let me, let me take, let me say this. There was a lot of seed that was scattered last weekend. 
These mighty men of God came and they prayed about it. We prayed about it. We fasted about it. We asked God for it. Amen. We gave into it and they came in. Amen. And they counted to scatter seed. Amen. The word of God was just being shot out. Amen. By these mighty men of God. Amen. On Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, and then Sunday morning, the last scattering of seed. It was a lot of word given to increase your faith. Somebody say, my faith. Come on, this is to help you. This was to help us as a church and help you as individuals to that your faith will be increased. I loved it when Pastor Joe started it off on Friday night by saying what? Peace. Peace I speak over you. Because people came in a little uptight and people came in all Something was just happening during that day. And so he took a moment. He kept on saying, I speak peace. I speak peace. And something shifted in the atmosphere. There was a shift that took place that, that sometimes something that maybe you were worrying started to go away and peace started to come in. I don't know about you, but it did for me. I mean, he kept on saying peace and all of a sudden I just kept on relaxing, relaxing. Because, you know, I'm, I'm the pastor, and so I'm, man, I'm excited for the conference and everything. Get this. We got that. We got that. Oh, man, I'm running around, and they say, do this, do that, and we, we make sure everything's good. I mean, this, we had attacks. We had warfare going on the week, that prior week towards that, amen. And so there was a lot of people telling me things, and all of a sudden, I was just there, and I was just, you know, I just, come on, guys, just, just, just talk to us. But as soon as he started talking, peace, I went, peace, peace. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, I didn't do that physically, but in my spirit, I felt like, yeah, God, you're going to do what you're going to do. And peace came over. So I, I, I speak peace over you right now. Somebody say, I receive. How many need some peace? See, our minds are always going, even from what took place yesterday from the attack on Israel. All of a sudden, we, were, we get into this, this warfare, and then, you know, we just settle down, and things start to happen. I mean, you know, the, God, the devil just keeps doing what he's doing. He's not going to stop. Come on. He's not going to say, well, you guys had a great weekend. I'm not going to bug PCLV. I'm just going to go down the street over here and bug another church. I mean, he's going to keep bugging us. <laughs> he's going to keep bugging you. Come on. That, that's what he does. His, his job is to what? Kill, steal, and destroy that is his mission statement. That is what he does, and he does it well. We got to just simply believe and have some faith. God just says, have faith in me. Trust in me. Come on, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. We got we to gotta really truly believe that God's never going to abandon us. But he's always going to be standing by us and get us through whatever situation we're going through. Amen. Come on, we got to increase our faith. See, last weekend, amen, as we started to settle, everything was good. Everybody was laughing. Come on. Everybody was saying amen on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But what happened on Monday? Come on. Are you still good? Were you still laughing? Or were you still saying amen? What did you do with the word? And today I want to minister a message I entitled, Where Did the Seed Fall? Where did the seed fall? Is that a picture of you right now? Are you one of the 
plants that is coming up or is it something over here that there's nothing there? Where did the seed fall? I want you to turn, amen, to the book of Matthew 13. Just turn there and I'll get there right now. But where did the seed fall? Did you receive it? Did you ignore it? Were you distracted by other things from it? Or did you even get it? Did you forget about it? What happened to the word that was spoken at the well? See, what we hear, we have to put into action. Uh, what was spoken over our church, I, I want to put into action. I want to put it into action with the men of God in this house. I, I want to put it into action for our conference of men next year. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the word that was spoken and I, I'm going to put it into action. I put some things into action that were personal for me and for my home and, and for my marriage and for my walk. And as a pastor, as a father, grandfather and all the hats that I wear. Amen. I want to put into action those words that are spoken to me. We got to hear, but then we got to do. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Action means that you got to be, it has to become part of, of your behavior. It has to be part of your conduct. Amen. You got Matthew 13? Start with one, verse 1 through 8. And this is what the Word of God says in all the New Living Translation. It says, later that same day, Jesus left the house and he sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and he taught as the people stood on shore. He told many stories in form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. And as he scattered them across the field, some seed fell on footpath and the birds came and ate them. The other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlining, underlining rock, and the seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns, and they grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, where they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as what had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Amen. Let those that have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord will say. Can you guys hear me? Go like this if you can hear me. That means you're listening. You have some ears. So if you have ears to hear, I want you to hear what the Spirit of the Lord says. Amen. Where did the seed fall? Whether it's last weekend at a conference, whether it's whatever time you gathered, even today, where is the seed falling? You see, Jesus used many stories or parables when he was speaking to large crowds. And these stories compare, were compared to something that was familiar to the unfamiliar. Something that to help us understand spiritual truth by using everyday objects or relationships. Jesus' parable compels the listener to discover the truth. While at the same time, 
uh, concealing the truth from those that are too lazy or too stubborn to see it. To those who are honestly searching, the truth, listen, becomes more clear. If you come in here looking and seeking and asking God, because he says, ask and you shall what? Come on, knock and it shall be what? Come on, look or seek and you'll, you'll find. And so we do these things towards God, amen, and we're asking God, uh, God, uh, I, 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 I need this or uh, God, help me in this. He will, he will help, help you. Come on, right? He will help you. <laughs> He's going to help you, right? He's not going to ignore you or anything. So you got to seek him, amen. And so those who are honestly seeking God, as you come to hear the word of God, the truth becomes more clear. The farmer here in the parable sowing good seed. How many know that, come on, that it's good? Come on, the word of God is good. Can somebody say amen? Come on, the seed of God, the, the word of God, amen, is good, amen. The farmer here represents those who teach, preach, and those who seek to lead others to the Lord. Amen. And even though the farmer scatters good seed or he sows good seed, how many know that not all seed grows? We have some farmers, farmers that came last weekend, farmers that came with some good seed, farmers that scattered it among us, amen, they, 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 some preachers that brought it here at the well, amen, and they scattered this, this good word to us, amen. The speakers at the well, as you notice, amen, or you relive it, amen, some of them, most of them spoke in parables. And it was to help us, say, help me. Help you to understand through the, 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 the helping of the Holy Spirit and to give us spiritual understanding. Pastor Joe talked about the fish with the what? The hook. Remember that? Come on, he used that uh, as a scenario of things that snag us and, and keep us back from crossing over, amen. Pastor, uh, no, Prophet Rob, amen, shared the story about the plane ride. You remember that it dropped, amen. It was, he was giving us scenarios, amen, and giving us a, an understanding of something that was familiar to the unfamiliar, amen. And through that story, and if you aligned it and you were seeking God for something, honestly, said, God, I need something, it became truth. It became more clear, like, I got it. For some here last weekend, uh, there were just stories. Uh, stories that you can laugh at, amen. Stories, amen. Uh, that You know what? They're, they're just, just stories to you. But to those that were searching at the well, the truth became clearer. The light bulb turned on, amen. It was like saying, I got it. That, that makes sense. Doesn't feel good when the preacher brings it and it's like, wow, I, I've never heard it that way, right? Amen? It's like, man, I've heard that story. I heard them preach that same message. But the way you said it, man, and, and bringing the stories of real life compared to real life to an understanding I don't understand, to something I can understand, it makes sense. It's like, boom, the focal turned on, right? Ya paro mi dad, right? I'm talking bilingual right now. Hallelujah. I can see now. I understand it. I, I get it. Where did the seed fall? <coughs> Matthew 13, 9, again says, Anyone 
with ears to hear should listen and understand. The Message Bible puts it like this. Are you listening to this? Really listening. So here it's saying, man, I, I, I'm giving you a story. I'm, I'm trying to paint a spiritual uh, 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 picture for you, amen. I'm trying to bring an understanding to you, amen, of what I'm speaking about, amen. And he says, you know, are you truly listening? Are you hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth? And those are questions that only you can answer. I can't answer them for you. Maybe your spouse can answer it for you. Amen. Oh, pastor, he never listens. No, he's not listening right now. Amen. But it goes on to say in Matthew 13, 10 to 13, look what it says. His disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to people? And he replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God, but not others. Others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, to those who are paying attention, to those that want to hear the truth or know the truth, to those who are honestly searching, more, somebody say more, more understanding will be given and they will have abundance of knowledge. So if you come into this place, and, and yes, we have problems. Anybody have problems? Hallelujah. Come on, just wave if you have problems. I mean, we all, I, I have problems. We all have, we all have some problems there. But if you honestly come in here and say, God, I, I want to hear something. God, I need some revelation. God, I, I need some understanding in where I am in my life right now. And you come with that intention that says, God, I, I'm paying attention. God, I, I want to know the truth because we know that, that the truth sets us what? Free, hallelujah. Come on, I'm, I'm honestly searching because I really, truly want to change, amen. And then he says, I'll give you more understanding and abundance of knowledge. But he goes on to say, listen, but those who are not listening, not paying attention, don't apply what they're hearing, posting pictures on Facebook instead of listening. Anybody on Facebook right now? No, okay. We're good. Come on, somebody say you're good. <laughs> Come on. Even, listen, even with the little understanding that they have, what does it say? I'll take it away from them. So those that come in here and they truly want to hear the truth, they, they want revelation. God says, you know what? Because you came in that hungry, I'm going to give you more. And because that more is going to come wisdom. And with that wisdom, I'm going to give you abundance. But if you come here just not just just pain or, or, or just punching in the ticket or just sitting down showing that you showed up or whatever it is and really not seeking God, he says, you know what? With that, if you're not listening, the little that you have, I'm going to take it away. Because you're not doing with it, nothing with it anyway. Come on, somebody say amen. He's not being a mean God, but he says, you're not doing nothing with this. So I'm going to take this away. I'll, I'll throw it over here to this guy or to her. Come on, somebody say amen. That, he goes on to say, that is why I use parables. For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they really don't listen or understand. 
Human ears hear many sounds, right? I mean, we can be tuned in. We can be right now focusing. If we hear the, we hear the ice cream man outside, go, oh, there's an ice cream man. <laughs> right? Or something grabs your tail. Oh, someone just crashed. Right? Our ears are so easy to hear the sounds, amen. Human ears hear many sounds, amen. Come on. But there is a deeper kind of listening that results in spiritual understanding. When the speaking, and, and when you're speaking in parables, when speaking in parables, Jesus wasn't hiding the truth from sincere hearts. Because those who are receptive to the spiritual truth, amen, understand the illustrations that he's speaking. To others, they're just stories without meaning. Come on, the hook to some of us could have just been a hooked story. We really, really didn't get it. We didn't grab an understanding. We didn't comprehend. We didn't really, we weren't really searching. If you're not listening or seeking the truth, amen, you're just laughing at stories without getting any understanding. Listen, church, we are, say I am. We are responsible to what we hear. Even to what we read. That's why people don't read their Bibles. Because <laughs> once you read it, guess what? You're responsible for it. The truth is there. Sometimes we don't want to read truth because sometimes we don't want change. Come on, somebody say amen. And so we, well, you know, well, I never read that, you know. Well, the Bible says, well, I never read that. <laughs> they aren't to try to argue with it. It's, it's in the Bible. Let me tell you, it's in the word, amen. You're not supposed to be doing that. You're not supposed to be doing that. Well, if I don't read it, then I'm not accountable for it. But let me tell you, we're accountable for what we hear and what we read, church. Come on, somebody say amen. When people reject Jesus, listen, the hardness of their heart drives away the little understand, the little understanding that they have. So when we start getting hard towards God and we're not really searching God or, or really seeking God, amen, then, 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 then he takes away that your heart starts to get hardened and pretty soon the truth starts to leave. Come on, ask anybody that's been missing church for over, over a few weeks. Something starts to change. The attitude starts to change. Why aren't you in church? What, what, what is it to you? I'm just asking, don't get, don't get offensive, amen, we miss you, that's all I'm saying, right? There's something that changed, amen, instead of saying, you know what, I was going through this, or I've been sick, thanks, you know, oh, you should have called me, or we could have prayed, oh yeah, I should have, but right away, people get offensive because you get away, you're, you're, you're away from the presence of God, and I know that God is everywhere, right? He's everywhere, he's in your home, but there's something special when we gather together, Come on, there's something that's there where we can't forsake the assembly of God's people. And so we need to come together for greater understanding to make sure that we're hearing the right voice and not your voice. Get that understanding, amen. Bring some rebuke, hallelujah, when you need it, hallelujah. Because you're not going to rebuke yourself. You're going you're gonna to agree with yourself, right? Come on, uh, yeah, I like what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, it's not that bad, it's not that bad. Let's just go on. <laughs> you keep doing what you're doing. Come on, come on. Uh, are we, is that true? And so once we get away from the house, get away from his word, amen, something starts to die inside of us. We need his word, amen. Same thing happens, amen. If you're not reading your word at home, amen, you're going to die. Come on, just showing up on Sunday, not doing nothing with it, it's not going to do nothing. We got, we're responsible for the things that we hear. Can somebody say yes? Where did the seed fall? Did you make the preparations for the seed? 
How many know that we prepared for this conference? Come on, we, we made preparations. We fasted for the conference. We gave to the conference. We had, we had nightly meetings or, or weekly on, on Wednesdays and then praying here at night for the conference. Praying for specific needs. Praying for things. We're praying encounters. Amen. We're praying for breakthroughs. We were praying for God to move. We're praying for God to heal. We're praying for God to touch. We're praying for God to bring increase. We're praying for all kinds of things. Seeking God for this conference. Did you make the preparations for your seed? Did you make the provisions for your life? We did as a church, but did you really do it for yourself? Come on, somebody. Did you pray for the encounter at the well? Whatever season that you are in, God, I want to cross over from where I am right now. I want to cross over from, from this, this struggle that I'm in. I want to cross over from who I am right here, Lord, into something that I, I want to become, God. I, I know that Pastor Joe said that we got to go back in order to cross back, amen, because we got to go back to who God is, that encounter when you got saved, amen, and be reminded of who he is, that he has never changed, amen, that we can step into the promises of God on this side, amen. So we got to do some things, church. But we had to come into a place that, you know what? I want change. I'm tired. Anybody tired? Man, I'm tired of, of this mindset. I'm tired of, of reacting the way I react when this happens to me. I'm tired how I, I, I act, amen, when, when this hits me or, or this attacks me. How many know the devil knows what button to hit on you? Oh, yeah, you all holy and everything. Let me just press a little button on this right here. Boop. <laughs> you start acting out. You start fleshing out. You start being, that old man comes out. That old woman comes out. Come on, am I talking to anybody in this house? Amen. It happens. Amen. So we got to be prayed up. We need the word. And so, God, I don't want to be going, oh, when these things happen to me. God, I want to control that. Maybe it's a, oh, that's it. And I grab it under control and say, God, I'm not going there no more. I'm not becoming that no more. I'm not going to say that no more. I don't want to be that anymore. You have to come and make some preparations in order to have some change. Come on, God's just not going to bring a, a magic wand or, or bring a speaker to speak a word over you. And all of a sudden, boom, it's done. Even with that word spoken, you got to do something with it. Come on, if he says he's going to do this and that in your life, guess what? You've got to still do your part. doesn't happen automatically did you hear that word about me I'm gonna be that next week what'd you do with that I don't know but I'm gonna be that <laughs> what does that mean my thing is what what did you say to me what does that mean what does that mean I gotta I gotta I gotta compare it to my life and say okay that makes sense he spoke to me saying that, that we were going through some struggles in the last few years. And I mean, we've gone through some things the last few years here. I mean, with COVID and all that other stuff. And he says that the bowl was getting more and more and more and more. And I'm about to launch you to the east. So I want to study the east and what that means for me. But I feel the pull. Oh, I'm like, oh, the struggles. And there's something, something's going to happen. Because I'm not quitting. 
I'm not, stop, I'm not going to stop serving my God, amen. I'm going to go through the fire because he's with me, amen. And I know that something's about to break loose. I know that something's about to get loose in this place. And so I'm going to stay patient with him. And I'm going to keep trusting because I know, I know that even in the pool, my God's there with me. I know how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego felt, amen. Even in the burning fire, amen. He says, you know what? We will not bow down. We will not give up. We will not denounce my God, amen. Even if we die, come on, I'm still going to serve my God. We get a little fire, get a little pool, you guys, all right, quit. Then you miss a few weeks. You get all jacked up out there. And you want to come back home. Or someone calls you over there and you get mad. Come on. Church, did you make the necessary provisions? Did you pray for the encounter at the well? Did you fast long enough? Did you draw the line? Come on, how many know that we got to draw a line? That's it, I'm done on that side. I draw a line. I give up. Come on. It's like Josh. Josh drew a line. Right? He drew a line and said, you know what? I was playing the fence. I was playing both sides of the field. I'm done with playing around. I draw the line. I want to get saved. Come on. That's what this young man did who's been here all his life since six months years old. How old are you now? Six months years old. <laughs> I don't even know that makes sense. Amen. Since he's been six months, amen. And you're what? 22. Oh, you see this? I said, I'm 22 now. <laughs> but he drew a line. But now he has to do what he needs to do because otherwise he can fall back over that line. See, the Lord gives us a lot of chances, but he says, I won't tarry with you forever. If you want to do that, go ahead on. He'll let you go. <laughs> Hello? You don't want to feel that, how it feels when God lets you go. Because it's an ugly feeling. That's what's going to happen when the Holy Spirit and God's people get out of this world, amen, and the Antichrist comes. It's going to be very hard to serve the Lord at that time, church. And we got to get right, church. Come on. I don't know about you, but I want to get caught up when he calls. When that trumpet blows, I want to go home. Amen. Come on, you, the, if you don't open your eyes and hear what's going on right now with Israel going on, the end is closer, church. It's not time to mess around. It's not time to play the fence. It's not time to play the field. It's time to draw the line and say, I'm going to choose God. Just like Joshua said in the story of the crossover, man, you got to choose this day whom you're going to serve. You got to choose this day. But for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. You've got to make a decision, church. Spouses, you can't say, well, I'm waiting for him. Well, I'm waiting for her. No, you make a decision now for your home, for your children, for your family. Make a decision for them by standing in the gap for them, church. Did you repent? Come on. If there's no repentance, there's no change. You got to repent. You got you to repent from your ways. You got to know what you're doing is wrong. Sin is sin, church. You got to stop sinning. You got to start repenting. Hallelujah. You know, if we fall again, 
Repent and get back up. Don't stay there. Well, I'm here. Might as well keep on, you know. No, get up. Keep walking. Keep going. Amen. Come on. Tell the devil, no, no, no. You might have got me there. Maybe it was a sucker punch, whatever it is, but I'm going. I'm fighting back. I'm not going to just stay over and roll over and die. Where did the seed fall, church? Well, Jesus goes on explaining this parable. Amen. In Matthew chapter 13, 18 to 23, it says this. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting the seed. He says, the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom of God and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed that fell on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or persecution for believing God's word. And the seed that fell among the thorns represent those that hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that falls on good soil represents those who truly, truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30 60 or even a hundred times as much as have been planted. The question today is, which soil are you? All of us fall in these four soils right here. All of us are one of those that I just read. All of those are where we're at in life right now, church. Where are you? Which soil are you? Was it the soil? Was your soil even ready to receive the word? Come on, did you pull out the weeds? Did you clean up your area? Come on, did you cultivate your soil? Amen. Did you rake it up? Amen. Did you fertilize it? Did you come to the well prepared to receive the seed? Come on, were you all cleaned up and said, God, I'm ready. I'm here. I'm cleaned up. I pulled every weed off my life, God. I cultivated. I turned the soil. I leveled it out. I raked it out. I, I took every, every little thing away that I can see, God. I'm ready to receive. Was your soil ready, church? Where did the seed fall? Which one describes you? Did you come ready? Did you come ready? Ready for that Friday night? All of us, we came ready. We're like, yes, it's conference time. It's here, amen. It's Sunday morning. It's Wednesday night, whatever it is, amen. But last week, did you come ready, amen? But allowed the enemy to snatch it away and left you scratching your head and not understanding what's going on. Come on, like I said, the enemy came right after us, church. 
Even before the conference started, I mean, all hell broke loose. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, sicknesses hit us, amen. Confusion came. Things bursted out, amen. All kinds of things, amen. And so we came into the conference like that. Come on, and some of us, come on, we came in not understanding what was going on, amen. Come on, what do you mean you don't know what's understanding what's going on? The devil didn't want you to receive anything, amen. You came in, you said, why am I going through this? The devil, the devil, it's not God, it's not your brother. It's not your sister, amen. Come on, the battle's not between you and I. It says it's against principalities, against those things in high places, evil in high places. They came after you. And you should have just said, you know what? Heck no, hallelujah. I'm going to fight the good fight, God. You have something for me. I'm going through the fire, amen. I'm going to get back, devil. You got to start slugging devils and demons and say, no, no, no. I'm going to get to conference and I'm going to receive what I want, amen. Come on, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, amen. We got to stand up and believe and say, God, you're about to do something in my life. Hold on, baby. Is there something going on for us, for our family? I'm not giving in. Come on, devil, get thee behind me. I'm going to receive. Somebody say, I'm going to receive. The devil doesn't want you to get anything. So he threw all kinds of stupid things at all of us to distract you and bring scratching your head. What's going on? You're saved. God has so much for you and the devil knows. And so he's going to assault you. Come on. He made demons pop up outside. Hallelujah. Come on. Talking, talking garbage. Hallelujah. Trying to bring distraction as a devil Oh, my Lord. And some of us bit into that. Come on, somebody. The enemy was messing with our soil even before the seed was scattered. Hello. Are you the one that the seed fell on hard footpath? You came in hard. You already came in with an attitude on a Friday. Yeah, man. You know, we, we, we came in just with the wrong attitude. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, we came in complaining, not understanding what's going on, and allowed the enemy to snatch it away. Are you the one that fell, that the seed fell on rocky soil? Come on, you came in with your hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You were the quick one to say, preacher, preacher. Come on, I receive that. Quick to respond to the altar call. But it didn't last very long because it was gone by Monday. For some, it was gone right after service. Some of you guys were fighting on the parking lot already. We can laugh, amen, but it's true. That's how, that's how quick the enemy came in, amen. We came in, we came in with quick responses, amen, but you know what? It didn't last very long because there's no root. If there's no root, there's no fruit. We gotta have root. It's not gonna last very long. They allow problems. They allow persecution. They allow the troubles of life. Things at work to take it away. I call them the stony Christians. Are you the one that heard the war, the word? You receive your seed, but quickly allowed the worries of life to take it away. Come on. That hook was placed back in your mouth. 
and it pulled you back from receiving what God had for you. You were all in for it. You were all this and all of a sudden, boom. It brought, it brought, it brought enough hook to turn you, turn you back to the worries of your life. See, some of you guys went back to your same home. Yeah, you got touched, but your home's still the same. Things didn't change at work, amen. That girl at work still doesn't like you. Come on, that guy doesn't, still doesn't like you. Come on, your postman still throws it on the floor. You're a male instead of putting it in the box. Hallelujah. Come on, there's some things that just don't change, amen, in your life, amen. And sometimes the hook pulls you back to remind you, you know what? You don't got it all together. He's still the same. They're still the same. Come on, you still have little devils in your home. Hallelujah. Hello. Come on, the, the enemy, the enemy came and he threw out his bait. He went fishing for some of you guys. There he goes, watch, watch him, watch him. The demon's like, oh yeah, this, what, what, what boss, what boss? Got him. Got her too. Hello? We bite the bait, church, because like, like I said, he knows what buttons to press, and he knows what bait to draw, draw you closer to him and draw you away from God. Come on, we just got out of the word. We hear it. We got excited about it, but then we allow the worries of life to take it away. Come on, church. Worry is not from God. What does worry do for you? The Bible says, does it add another hour? Does it do anything? No. Just trust me. In this life, you will have troubles. He's talking to the Christian here. He's talking to the church here. You're going to have problems. You're going to go through storms. You're going to go through battles. But he says what? Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. If you put your life in me and I live in you, guess what? We'll get you through it. We're not exempt from the, from, from the problems of life, church. I wish I could say, get, give your life to Jesus and live happily ever after. It is a fairy tale, church. We live in a real life with a real devil who's coming after you to take you out and does not want you to get into heaven. And you got a God that loved you so much that he sent his only son to die for you. That the blood that he shed, amen, wipes away everything that you have ever done wrong. Why? Because he loved you so much that he can draw you back to him. That is the God that we serve, church. Come on, that we can come with our mess and our hang-ups. And he says, I can still use you, son. I can still use you, daughter. Your life is not over. It just starts with me. That's a God that turns, he's a God of turnaround. Come on, he turns your life around, he turns it upside down, amen. Come on, he, he puts a, a smile where a frown used to be, amen. Come on, he brings joy inside you, a joy that you have never felt or heard before or, or, or sensed in your life. That's the God that we serve, church. Don't go for the bait. Come on, guys, you know who gets, you know what your bait is. You got to identify that bait and says, I'm not biting into that no more. Get that away from me. Cochino. <laughs> Get that away from me. 
I don't want that no more. I don't want that as part of my life. I don't want that hooked inside of me no more. You got to make the decision. See, you don't have to bite it. It's just there. The fish that see it under the water, amen, they don't have to bite that, amen. They make a decision because they want it. They desire it and realize it's a trap. Same thing with us. Come on, we're in our life, amen, and the enemy throws a bait. And here we go again, all tonto. And we bite into the same thing, listen, over and over and over again. He has not changed his bait because that same bait works on you still. Why would he change the bait if he says, this is the one I always get this guy with, so I get her all the time? He knows. You need to just change and say, nope, I'm not going for that no more. Bozo. <laughs> get thee behind me, Satan. I'm not falling into that. I'm a man of God. I'm a woman of God. And I'm going to stand on his promises. And I'm just going to learn how to wait on God. Some of us, we don't like waiting, huh? <laughs> We want an answer like this. We want something quick. And God says, sometimes you're going to have to wait for that. Amen. Everything you've heard, the seed can't plant itself because it pushes it out. It chokes out by the Monday blues. Marriage problems are there still. Money problems are there. Back problems are still there. That seed gets squeezed out. You see, it's easy to agree with Christ. And we easy to say amen at a conference. Listen, with no intention of obeying. It's easy to denounce the worries of life, amen, and say God will meet our financial needs and still do nothing to change your ways. Or we can be the one with the good soil. Well, we prepared ourselves. We have prayed. We have fasted and truly are looking for some change in our lives, saying, I'm done with that old man. I'm done with that old woman. I'm crossing over with no, with no intentions of crossing back. God, I'm going on the other side and I don't want to come back. God, I want to go further in you. Amen. Just like Paul said, no, I don't got it all together. Amen. I may not have it all right or lined up. Amen. But one thing I do, I keep going forward and pressing towards the mark of the high call in Christ Jesus. Amen. Come on. We don't have it together, but get up, soldier. Get up, man of God. Get a woman of God and keep moving forward. Amen. Stop chasing your past. And start chasing your future. There's so much ahead of you, church, than behind you. Your past is gone. Don't redig it. Don't bring it back to life and say, God, I'm going to reflect on the past for what I've learned and what you've done, but I'm not living there. I'm going to live in my future. I'm going to live in the promises of God. Church, go forward. Come on, let's go forward. Let's be the good soil that says, I'm not crossing back. Close up that Red Sea. Close up the Jordan. You can do whatever you want. I'm not going to swim back. I'm not going back. I'm not going by boat. I'm not going. I'm going. I'm going to stay on this side. Somebody say, I'm staying on this side. I want to reach my 30, 60, 100-fold blessings in my life. Amen? Amen? 
Come on, we got to have the intentions of amen and truly believe it. Don't say amen and walk out, oh no. <laughs> we got to walk out with that amen out there. You got to walk out with that amen tomorrow morning when you wake up, hallelujah. Come on, don't let the devil remind you of who you were. Remind him where he's going to end up, amen. He's going back to the pit of hell, amen, and that's where he's going to live forever and ever. Come on, and mind, remind him of his future. That's his future. Our future is with God. Hallelujah. God's prepared a place for me uh, that where he is, I'm going to be. Amen. Come on. If it wasn't true, he says, I would not have told you. God is not a liar. The enemy's a liar. I'm going to believe the truth. As I close today, church, four soils represent different responses. Listen to God's message. People respond differently because of the different state of readiness that they're in. The definition of readiness is this, the quality or state of being ready such as a state of preparation. See, we're supposed to prepare for this crossover church. Not just pray, not just come agreeing and going with the flow of the church. You're supposed to stand in your preparation. God, I'm ready. I'm ready for change. I'm ready for something different. God, I want to cross over and I don't want to cross back. Did you make the necessary preparations and provisions for your crossover? Are you still hardened by life, shallow in your understanding, or contaminated by the distracting worries of life? Or are you receptive to God's word to allow it to root itself inside of you and in your life. I'll leave you with this story and I'll close for real. Since I leave you with all these, with you, uh, with these inspiring words spoken by William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army. Upon his death while attending this great man's celebration of life, one American minister asked what was the success of his ministry. Booth's daughter answered with the following, he gave his life to God and he never took it back. He gave his life to God and he never took it back. I pray that we, as we give our lives to God, we never take it back, church. Amen. Let's all stand up.